Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want you to look at this um, in Matthew, King James is great, 2818. Okay, Matthew 2818. Look at it in this verse. And Jesus came and spake unto him, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Okay? So, that word, power, could translate over to authority. Okay? So when you see Matthew, I'll give you the exact definition, 28, 18. When you see that word, okay, Power, that's eight, that's, um, that could be better translated the word authority. Okay? So when you see that, and Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, it could almost read, All authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Okay? So now here's what you've got to know. When Jesus Christ ascended, he transferred his authority to the church. Okay? So he's the head of the church. Believers make up the body. And Christ's authority has basically must be enforced through the body in the earth. And you see this a lot in the book of Ephesians, right? He talks a lot about this, the body coming together. So Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father the place of authority, and we are seated with him. We're going to talk about that scripture in a minute, okay? Okay. If you know this and have a revelation of this, you have a great understanding that we died with Christ and we were raised with him, and this is not something that's going to happen. This is something that's already happened spiritually. All right? Now look at Ephesians 1, 18. Okay, and we're going to get there. The eyes of your understanding, these are the Ephesian prayers. The eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He sat him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above, principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Okay? Now, what is the exceeding greatness, remember we read this, of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Okay? Now, what, what was going on there? Okay? 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to his mighty power? In other words, 
This was the most overwhelming display of God's power in raising Jesus from the dead. It was the mightiest act ever recorded. Okay? Because in that resurrection act, everything of the enemy was opposed in a minute. Okay? So the Lord Jesus Christ arose, he ascended, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father after what? After his ascension. Now, watch Colossians 2.15. Colossians 2.15. Having spoiled, this is Jesus, having spoiled principalities and powers, he, Christ, made a show of them openly, triumphing them in it. His death, burial, and resurrection did it. Okay? So he overcame. Now, here's what you and I got to understand. We have to deal with the same demonic op, um, opposition that Jesus did, but praise be to God, he already defeated them. He paralyzed them. God wants us to understand this, and that's why he said, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion is what in every name that is named. So this, this is where you start seeing this. So the source of our authority is found in resurrection and the exalting of Christ Jesus by God Almighty. Okay? Now look at, look at this, Ephesians 2, 1. Ephesians 2 and 1. Okay? You can't understand this in your own intellect. You've got to get a spiritual revelation of this. Okay? So here you go. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time passed, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and why by the nature, children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for in his great love, he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, quickened us together with Christ. Very important. Okay? And you see the, 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 the quote? By grace are you saved. Okay? We understand that through faith. But even when you were dead... Well, who made you alive? That same resurrection power that rose Christ from the dead is what you got in through the new birth. So you rose with him. You got seated with him. This is your position. That in the ages to come, we might, what? Show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Wow. According to the same strength of might when he raised Jesus from the dead, you were raised from the dead. Now, were you physically there? No. But by faith, this is why what Abraham did with Isaac was so important. By faith, Abraham, this is how we got in, man. I'm telling you, man, this is really, really cool if you see this. Abraham did not have to sacrifice Isaac because by faith of the action, it was just as good as slaying the child 
and therefore the same um, operation of faith gives us resurrection power. Abraham, yes, sacrifice your son. Wow, that's kind of whack. I know, but get your heart there. He agreed to do it, and it was just as good as doing it. And Jesus said, you are what? You right now in this act of obedience have now sealed this covenant agreement. Why? So we, believing in Jesus, is just as good as what? The same faith that rose Jesus from the dead gave us power to raise from the dead because it was beliefs. The belief that Isaac would resurrect from the dead gave me and you access that we would raise from the dead through our faith in Jesus Christ. But we didn't know that when we were doing it. We didn't get it. That's why I'm telling you, Christianity is a discovery after, you know, because you don't even realize what you got. And then you get all this cool stuff and then you kind of go back and go over it and you're like, wow, this, this is crazy, man. Like, who knew this? I didn't know this when I was getting saved. I just knew, man, I, just want, I didn't want to go to hell. How about you? You know, I'm like, I want to go to heaven, right? So that's really good. So the act of God that raised Christ from the dead also raised his body from the dead. That's me and you. So in the mind of God, when Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised from the dead. So even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So this is the 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 um, I don't like that word conferring because it's but it's probably the usual word. This is where the association um, of authority gets connected because of the action of what Jesus did. The minute we believe, we get stuck in the position in a good way that Christ wants us to have seated with Him in heavenly places. So your head can't go nowhere without your body. So if he's the head and we're the body, we're going together. So that's big. Authority that belongs to Christ also belongs to individual members of the body of Christ and is available through, to us. That's big. And you see that in uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. So you can look there, 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. And then you're going to see it in 12, 14, and 27 verses. Right? For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. See it? So that's it, the explanation of it. We are Christ. He's calling the body, which is the church Christ. So many members, one body. Look at verse 13. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether you be Jew or Gentile, bond or free, we've all drunk from the same spirit. For the body is not, for the body is not, not one member, but many members that make up one body. Does that make sense? So he's saying, we're all the body of Christ, but we make up one body. Now you are the body of Christ, and members in particular. So everybody in the body makes up one Christ. That's why he tells you in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15, um, 
you're going to see this, and this is good, and I know it's a lot of scripture, but this is how you produce truth in your life, you know? You look at these scriptures, and you absorb them, and you allow them to kind of like um, connect to your spirit. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness or righteousness with unrighteousness? That's lost people. What communion hath light or light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ, he calls you Christ, with the devil? Or what part hath the believer with the infidel? You see that? So he just calls you Christ. He calls you righteous. He calls the unbeliever unrighteous. He calls you light. He calls the unbeliever dark. He calls the believer Christ. He calls the unbeliever Baal. Because we understand what 1 Corinthians 6.17 says. Another one, man. A lot of scriptures tonight. But this proves truth for you guys. You know what I'm saying? That's why I give them to you. So 1 Corinthians 6.17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. Big, man. So if you're in Christ, you're one spirit with Christ. Many members, one person. Now here's the, here's the thing. Most Christians don't know that much about the authority of the believer, and they don't really believe we have authority. They believe, you know, some stuff that's based out of bad teaching. So we might have to reprogram your head so you can get the right understanding. So we understand we got power. Um, this is what we understand. Jesus said, sit at my right hand. Remember he said that to you? That's um, Hebrews 1. Hebrew, go to Hebrews 1, 13. This will make sense because this actually goes along with our, 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 our loose the angels. Um, so when you go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. He, 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 he put man there, not angels. That's where we sit. We sit with him, sharing his throne and his authority. That was his idea. That authority belongs to us. That's why Romans 5.17 talks about reigning in life. You can go there, Romans 5.17. It says, through one man's offense, death reign. You're supposed to be reigning as a king, man. For if by the offense of one man... Right? See it? For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more that received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So what does he say there? He said we're supposed to reign in life as kings. Well, what's that? There ain't no other way to explain that. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to reign when you get to heaven. You're supposed to reign in the earth. You reign in heaven too, but you know what I'm saying? 
So you got to get this understanding settled once and for all internally. You know? So I think there needs to be um, balance in this. You know what I mean? Because sometimes if you're not careful, you get out of balance. You can, what I mean by that is this, is you have to balance the right way. Because you got to realize that you have to take authority over the enemy. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So the balance is you're, you just don't sit here and just let everything kind of I, I, I'm trying to explain it like this. You don't just think things are going to happen because you're a Christian. You've got to stand your ground in some places and create what you want to see. That's why Ephesians 6 and 12 is so important. Right? Because it's up to you to break the power of the devil. You know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I had this person. They don't go here. They haven't gone here for like 10 years. I had this person. And they seem like man, they were constantly struggling in this area. You know, like the enemy was just, you know, riding them, you know. And I was like, um, let me just read this scripture and then, then, then I'll tell you the story because it's going to help. Right? It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Right? And the word of God teaches us that what? we understand that we are going to stand against these demonic forces, okay? So I had this lady, she went to the church. And I've helped everybody I've come into contact with this that's asked me. I literally, I, I got a script. Get this, go get Believer's Authority, read Kenneth Hagin's book. Andrew Womack's got a great book about it. We got teaching about it. It's good. So I give them the teaching, I give them the books, I tell them, meditate in this stuff's there. So I give her the stuff, right? She's the only one. It was like she was constantly getting oppressed. Like, you know, and it was bugging me because I'm like, man, wait a minute, man. What is going on? Like, you know, like she'd be, she would like, it was almost like she'd be depressed and come out and oppressed and, you know, like she kind of would like come out of it and then go back into it. Come out of it, go back into it. And I gave her the book and she read the book. And I said, man, something's just not clicking because everybody that kind of follows the script gets out. I don't know what's going on. And one day, I was kind of prayerful, and I was like, man, I feel this, I feel that, I've got this, i got that. And I, one day, I just knew in my heart, I said, she's not believing something right. You know, I wasn't being rude, but I wanted to help her, you know. I said, something about this thing She's not believing right. She's, she can't have this revelation and, um, and still be struggling like this. And I, I remember kind of very, I was a little bit, um, I was kind of gingerly coming at it, you know, because how are you going to tell somebody, man, you are not believing right? You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, and they, I was like, wait, stop. I said, you have not made, the, this is exactly what I said, you have not made the word of God your final authority. It was hard, but it was true. Because if you made the word of God your final authority, you would not be vacillating the way you're vacillating in the communication you have with me. 
So you got other answers besides the validity of the Word of God. And you've basically said, my opinion is greater than the Word of God. And man, people do not like that when you tell them that. You know what I mean? But it was true. Because like, hey, look, if it says you're healed, you're healed whether you feel it or not. If it says you're rich, you're rich whether you see it or not. If it says you're well, then you're well whether you think you're well or not. This, this is where people got to get to. It's not denial, but it's really reality of the truth. And if you're not careful, you notice stuff, but then you kind of get the pressure and you cite it. Like, there's people that I know that um, were close to me in a season. I can't even believe their mouth. I don't know what they've been doing with me for 20 years. They, they, shock, they literally shock me. Like, my wife will tell you, like, you need to get around somebody that doesn't see, sees me every day. I never talk negative. She will tell you, and I'm not bragging on me because I, I got my own problems, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't talk defeat. I don't talk negative. Something this morning, right, I was like, something just, you know, hit it. As soon as this morning came, boom, what are you going to do? I was like, uh, God already knew it was coming. God already knew what to do. God already has got an answer and a solution. I don't even care. And I'm like, you know, something like, it wasn't big, it wasn't gross, and it was just natural life, you know, it hits you, and what are you going to do? And I went, I don't even care. Maybe it'll move you. Now, you know, like back 20 years ago, I was yelling about stuff and getting all upset and getting all worked up, trying to figure it out try to work it out before it got, I was like, nah, you know, I figured out that scripture, you know what I mean? Trust in the Lord and everything in front of me, he already checked it out. He already knew if the timing was right. And that's the number one thing, right? You think like, man, the timing is totally wrong for this. And I said, man, I'm going to give you thanks because I know you already got this worked out. And literally, it was a massive setback and I figured the solution out in five minutes because I kept my composure. It's going to be in five minutes. Five minutes. It hit the fan. Everything blew up. You know, it was like, boom. I was like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? I said, stop. Everybody got a little worked up, not me. I was like, I don't care. God's already got to figure it out. And I started moving forward. And next thing you know, I said, I just need to do that. I made the move, took care of what I needed to take care of, got in touch with needed to get touched. Next thing you know, everybody's all excited about this, and now it's going to be a better future than it was in the beginning. And it was five minutes of just how you see it, because I got authority over everything. Pastor Chris, what are you going to do if I call you up and tell you I'm going to die? Tell you you're going to live and not die. That's what I'm going to do, and you're not going to die. Why? Because I'm not going to let you die. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm telling you, man, Satan ain't got no right to dominate nothing about you. Most Christians got more faith in the dumb devil than they do God. I like 1 Corinthians 15, 45, bro. I almost like saying it. You ever read 15, 45? When you see it, you're going to know it. But you ever read that one? 1 Corinthians 15, 45? And so it is written. Ain't that cool? 
Ain't that just like a good scripture? I'm, 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 I'm going I'm uh, uh, to get you all messed up. I like this scripture. Talks about the natural body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam, Jesus, made a quickening spirit. Ain't that cool? Man, we got authority now. Ain't that good? What's, that, what's Luke 10, 19 say? Remember that one? Let's go to Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power. I would tell you that time I went to church and the guy screamed about power for nine hours. Good God, I went over there and hilarious, man. He screamed about power. Had speakers, biggest speakers I've ever seen in my life, man. They were, those speakers were like from here, and it looked like they went almost to the ground. So loud and in my ears were ringing when I left. He screamed about power. You got power running around the church. I remember getting into the parking lot saying, where, where did I get, the, where is this power at? Where did it come from? What do I do with it? I was so goofy. Man, I like it, dude, don't you? Look at this. Behold, I give you power. Shut on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give you power. So you got any less power now than you did then? You got authority right now. Jesus said, I've seen, late, I seen them fall out of the sky like lightning. All power is given into me. Now I want to talk about something next couple minutes. How in the heaven do you deal with the devil then, Pastor? Well, as long as he keeps you in the arena of unbelief, and reason, you're in trouble. He's going to whip you. But if you can hold him in the arena of faith and the spirit, you whip him every time. Okay? Because you can't argue with the name of Jesus. He's afraid of that name. Okay? You got to demand your rights. Okay? You got to demand your rights. Okay? You got to stop with this. Well, maybe business. Whatsoever you ask, Jesus will do. Okay? Demand. That, let, me, let me show you something. Go to John 14. I'm going to show you something here because this, this is kind of, this is, this is very good. And this, this, should, this should be understood a little bit better. Okay? I want you to go to John 14, 13. And then I'm going to show you John 16, 23, 24. This, this, this in the beginning of my walk with God helped me because I was, I was a little bit, not confused, but I did not understand. And until he explained this, I didn't, um, 
I didn't really get this, and I had to get an understanding. Okay? Jesus made this statement. Okay? And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in his Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay? Okay? So now, that is not a place of prayer as much as it is a position of statement within the name of Jesus. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. See it? Now look at John 16, 23, and 24. Okay? The one is demand, the other one is prayer. Now I'm going to show you this. Because when I read this in the book of John, it seems like it's almost the same, but I want to explain it to you, okay? Okay. And in that day, okay, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say to you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hereunto you've asked nothing in my name, and you ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Okay? Now, what are we saying? He's saying, hey, ask me what it is. Okay? The actual Greek word in John 14, 13 is demand. So you can actually say, and whatsoever you demand in the name of Jesus, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you demand. Now that sounds abrupt. Okay? But you've got to learn what your rights are and you've got to understand whatsoever you demand. So if I'm praying for healing, I'm not asking for the will of God. I'm demanding that the enemy backs up. You've got to put him in his place. Okay? And on John 16, 23 and 24 is talking about prayer. And in that day... You shall ask me nothing. Verily I say to you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. That's prayer. In John 13, I mean 14, 13, he says, demand it. And in 16, he says, ask the Father in my name and he will do it. The Father is mentioned in connection to prayer. But John 14, there is no connection to prayer. He's demand your rights in the earth. Because there's certain things you don't need to ask from the enemy you demand. Now, that's where, you be, that's where you need faith. Because you've got to have faith in exercising spiritual authority. Is that all right? That's the news right there, baby. You've got to get there. Exercising your authority. That's Ephesians, this is a good one for you. Ephesians 1.20. You've been set. What she wrought, same power, what she wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heaven places. That's where you are.
far above all principality and power. Look at 21. Far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name in his name, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he what? He put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Who got the, who got the, who got the authority to church? So in God's mind, we were crazed, we were raised with Christ when he was raised. So when Jesus sat down, we sat down too. That's where we are, positionally speaking. So we're seated at the right hand of the Father. All authority was given to Christ. That same authority belongs to us. And now, through him, we exercise it. That name. Now, man, I'm telling you. Every time you get to an understanding that you have spiritual battles with the enemy, we must keep in mind that we are far above with our authority over him. That's where the battle's won and lost. It looks like we're losing. Shut up, we ain't losing. The word already told you Jesus conquered it all, so it's our job to enforce his victory because victory belongs to us, but we got to carry it out. And next week, I'll talk to you more about this. But I want you to see this, man. These are the scriptures you got to meditate in. These are the scriptures you got to get familiar with. And this is the mindset you have to take on. That I've been given dominion, power, and authority to rule and reign in authority in the earth over all the works of the devil. And you got to get a fresh revelation or you got to renew your mind to it. Because you fell in the fall and you rose with the resurrection. But now you got to renew your mind to what you've been made in Christ Jesus. Praise be the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for speaking to these guys, moving in their life, changing their life, rearranging their life. Let them walk in the authority you gave them. Let them walk in the power you gave them. Let them walk in the position you gave them. But most of all, let them see what you said come to pass in their life in the arena of authority and let them get a fresh revelation of the authority you've given them as the believer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Praise the Lord, man. I love you guys. I'm believing God for great things for you. I'm going to see you this weekend, 9 and 1030. And don't forget, check out the relevant news. It's coming up right now. I'll see you Sunday. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.